it's lovely to be here on our birthday. Happy birthday to us. I'm so grateful to God uh, for new community and these last 21 years. It is so good to look back. I lay in bed last night and had so many memories come to mind over the last 21 years. And I'm very grateful, even though they do find some very odd old photographs sometimes. Um, We've been looking back this morning, and we're going to do that a little bit more, but I'd also like us as well to take time to actually look forwards too uh, during our time together. As Megan was driving to the women's retreat a couple of uh, weekends ago, she was praying as she drove down, and she had a picture that's a little bit similar to uh, Moses parting the Red Sea. And in this picture, she saw Jesus standing there with his arms outstretched, And what he was holding back was everyday life of the women, the concerns, the busyness, all the things that would distract of the women. And where Jesus stood, it was dry land. And she was praying that in that space of dry land, that the women would encounter God in some way, that they would encounter each other. And God would do a work in them so that when they left the weekend and the real life returned, as of course it was going to, that things might be a little bit different. Maybe they'd have found a new way to encounter God. Maybe they'd have a fresh idea of who God is. It was a beautiful image, this image of dry land. And it's actually an image that is in the Bible from the very, very beginning of it, when God hovers over the water right to the very end of it. And it has been displayed throughout the Bible. I love how the translation called the Message Translation has, um, has written this image of God. I love you, God. You make me strong. God is bedrock under my feet, the castle in which I live, my rescuing night. My God, the high crag where I run for dear life, hiding behind the boulders, safe in the granite hideout. I sing to God the praise lofty, and I find myself safe and saved. God throughout the Bible is described as a rock, as dry land. Well, as we've heard, over 21 years ago, Troy and Bron began to imagine What is it going to be like if we plant a new church? What will it look like? And down through the years, many have joined them, and they've brought their own dreams, their own imaginings, and joined them. And it's been wonderful to see God at work. This morning, as we finish off our spirited series, we're going to be thinking particularly about imagination and how God uses our imagination in different ways. He uses it through metaphors and visions and dreams and senses and words that just pop into our mind. If we choose to follow Jesus and we consent to God's Holy Spirit being at work within us, this is a beautiful gift that we can encounter and experience. And we're going to explore that a little bit this morning. But I wonder when I first mentioned God and imagination, what your gut reaction is. Because for some of you, you might go, oh, great. When I heard that this was what we were going to be talking about, I was so excited about it, because I love my relationship with God and the way he uses my imagination. You might do too. Or you might just be excited because you think, oh, that's interesting. I would love to experience that. 
But it might be that as you hear me talk about imagination and God, that you think, well, actually, that's possibly a little bit dodgy. That actually is sort of a way that can be manipulated. I would never trust God to use my imagination. Uh, There are too many concerns that I would have. My own thinking might get in the way or something like that. It might be you think, well, it it worries me a little bit uh, when people allow God to use their imaginations because maybe the evil one will be somehow involved in that and distort those things. And I think those concerns are really valid concerns. They're things that we need to be aware of. But I think that's no more possible that that will happen with our imagination than it actually will with our rational brains either. I think that uh, we can... Uh, say, God, you made our imagination, and so I'm going to choose to trust you. I'm going to choose to trust that you will take my imagination and you will use it for good, just like you take my rational mind, my actions, my words, and everything else, and use them for good too. And there's lots of different ways that we can check if we sense something in our imagination. There are so many ways that we can check. Just a couple of them are, we can think, well, is what I'm thinking, imagining, dreaming, consistent with the character of God through the entire Bible. Not just going, I'll take that verse and that verse and it works with them, but actually with the character of God through the Bible. Is what I'm sensing consistent with that? Or asking a couple of people that I trust, does this seem right? Does this feel right, this thing that I'm imagining? Lots of different ways, um, depending on different circumstances. But I believe that God loves to paint pictures in our imaginations, to dream dreams in our imaginations. I think he always has, and I think he always will. So I thought right now that I would stop and pray before we continue. And I thought um, whether we are sitting here and we go, yep, I am really on for more of this, even though this is a way that I experience God, or I'm a little bit unsure, but why not? I'll give it a go this morning. Um, I thought uh, we'd just stop and we'd give God permission to even just as you're listening this morning, to let God come and use your imagination. And we're going to do a bit more listening later on too. So I'm going to pray. You're most welcome to join with me or you're most welcome just to sit and listen as I pray. God, I thank you that you made our imaginations. And I thank you for the beautiful pictures that you can paint in our minds. I thank you for that you speak to us this way, you lead us, you can encourage us, you can comfort us in this way. And so we just invite you, come Holy Spirit, and just use our imaginations this morning, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God has long used our imagination since the beginning of time to help us to know him and to relate to him. If God is spirit and he lives beyond time and he can be present everywhere at the same time, it's pretty hard to relate to him. And so he uses metaphors and images and pictures so that we can actually be in relationship and understand him. Here are some that are used. We have verses in the Bible, many of them, that talk of God like a father, a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows. Jesus even teaches us, use this imagery, use the imagery of the father um, as you pray. I love this image in the Psalms where it talks about because God is my help, he will hold me in his right hand. That is such an image of comfort and a beautiful way for us to understand who God is more. 
And there's this one, the image of God as creator is throughout the Bible too. And I love how it's described in Job, the picture language of it. Where were you, God says, when I laid the earth's foundations while the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy? Beautiful imagery. God is the one who with his loving gaze sees us and knows us. God is the king who restores us and will set all things right. He is like the mother hen who will tuck us under his wing. Like the beloved who says to you, I am yours and you are mine. He is like water who quenches our thirst and cleanses us. He is like light that dispels the darkness from around us. He is the compassionate one who heals us and is present with us, who stretches out his ear to hear us, who breaks the chains and sets us free, a shepherd who guides and rescues and holds and comforts us. This is God. How beautiful is that imagery of who he is. I wonder whether there's one of those in particular that you go, I love that image of who God is. And maybe you want to take that this week and just let it mull around in your brain and think about that. Brad, come up and join me here, please. I've been thinking um, about what is it like, um, the imagination in different people. And Brad, you would describe yourself as somebody who's more practically minded than sort of imaginatively minded, would you say? That's probably a fair call. You know, yeah. I have a technical job and, um, yep, that's... Yeah, absolutely. That's right. So we spoke last week, I spoke to Brad, and he said that he had been challenged by a particular verse. Um, and so what was the verse that God's been putting on your mind? So the verse is out of Psalm 46 where it says, Be still and know that I am God. And, Great. Um, yeah. So how has... Because... Um, Sort of using your imagination is not something you do a lot of. I, I have checked with him. I'm not saying these things about him just from my own imaginings. Um, but, um, but you have actually uh, gone on a little bit of journey with your imagination and a God doing that. And that's been really helpful in your understanding of this verse and your knowing of God and relating. So can you tell us about that? Certainly. So there is an important background to this. Um, earlier this month and for some months, so there's been things that I've been worried about, things that I don't have control over necessarily. And I've been praying about that, putting it to God and worrying about it needlessly, it seems. And um, as, as I was conveying this to God, that, that was the verse that came to me, be still and know that I am God. And I thought, what does that mean? What, how do I do that? It's kind of obvious, be still, okay, and know that I am God. And I thought, okay, I am not God. God is God. I am his child. He is my perfect heavenly father who loves me perfectly. And as I came to imagine what does that look like, it came very easily. I, I could picture two-year-olds, like in my own kids, running around in the backyard, just playing carefree, enjoying themselves and not worried, but just trusting in those who care for them. And I felt an enormous sense of relief out of that for myself. And in terms of imagining, well, how does that verse apply to my life? It, it, it's, yeah, that image of being a child, trusting God, like with a childlike understanding, that's what God wants us to do. And so... That was wonderful for me, and I've written that down and thought more about it. But the challenge is just to keep that going, keep that mindset of being God's child and, and living in his love and care. 
Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. <clears throat> when we let God... Yeah, you can clap in. <laughs> Thank you, Brad. When we let God come and take words and things like that and create these images within us, it does, thank you so much for sharing that, bring peace, it makes a difference and brings change. God has long used our imaginations to help us to know him better, to be able to relate to him in different ways. God has also long used our imaginations to help us to pray. Sometimes we just don't know how to pray about different situations. Sometimes we really think we do know how to pray. But when we start praying and we're open to let God speak to us and speak with us as we pray, sometimes images, impressions, things like that come to mind. And they may take us in a slightly different direction where we're praying, we know that, um, that the Holy Spirit inside of us is very much involved when we pray, when we don't know what to pray. He like, um, is groaning within us as a prayer to God. We also know that, um, that in these days there will be visions and prophecy and dreams. Whether you are an old man, a young man, a son or a daughter, these are things that we can all experience. I'm part of a little group that meets and prays uh, with each other, and we invite somebody every week to join with us. It's prayer ministry, we call it. And um, often I find myself driving on the Monday, and I know who's going to come along. Sometimes I know things about them, sometimes I know nothing about them. And I feel completely blank as I drive there. And I'm like, God, will you please show up? Because I have nothing. I know nothing in this situation. And so we chat as we do um, for a while. And then we always start with quiet. And we're quiet at the beginning. And we're just saying, God, how do you want us to pray? And we've been meeting for years. And every single time, we completely hear from God. We might have a picture, an image that we then um, talk through, or a verse, or a sensing of some sort, and we're able to then lead that time of prayer. And as we do that, we're actually helping them to hear from God and sensing from God too. It is quite an incredible thing to be part of, the way God's Holy Spirit comes and helps us as we pray. God has long used our imaginations so that we can know him and relate to him well and so that we can pray too. God has also long used our imaginations to help us understand who he wants us to be and to help us understand what he wants us to do as well. Sometimes he did this in the Bible with names. So he had a follower of Jesus whose name was Simon, who I'm sure was quite content to be called Simon, and he followed Jesus and spent three years of life with Jesus. But Jesus decided, no, I'm going to change your name, and he named him Peter. Peter is actually much more known than Simon um, as a follower of Jesus, and he was named Peter because that means the rock, and God knew that he was going to be the one that will build the church, the new church. Um, and so he named him the rock, uh, before the other rock that we have nowadays. But... Um. <laughs> And sometimes um, he did it with, with picture language, like the, um, the spiritual leaders were called shepherds. They were to be shepherds because they were to care for the flock and guide the flock and teach the flock. And Jesus himself, if we read the, um, the stories of Jesus' life, he tells story after story after story and paints pictures in people's imaginations to help them to understand. He tells us, I want you to be salt. I want you to be light. I want you to be a child that trusts in God as father. And then we also know that, um, that he tells us sometimes what to do. There was a, one of the first followers of Jesus after Jesus had gone back um, 
to heaven who went around telling people about Jesus who had a dream. And in the dream, he senses that there is somebody beckoning from another country, come here, tell us about Jesus. And so he went there and told them about Jesus. I wanted Jeanette to be able to pop up here and talk to you, but she's not here, she's gone away. Um, So I asked her um, to do a little video that we'll look. So she has allowed God in a very practical way. She's prayed, God, how can you use um, crochet, this thing that I love, uh, for a way that I can serve you? And so she let God come and take her imaginings. She let uh, God come and take her dreamings. And she looked at Google lots too. And this is what she came up with. Hi, my name's Jeanette, and four and a half years ago, my eldest son challenged me to find an outreach for my crocheting, my hobby. The idea grew on me, and I started to pray, and started to Google, and did some more praying, and I came up with the prayer square. And the minute I saw it, I I loved it, fell in love with it, because I realised this is an outreach I was really looking for, somewhere where I could hand these out and it would give the person who received it an indication that God loved them. I developed a pattern and then through God's leading I developed a a pamphlet to go on behind and the whole process of how I do it. And I actually pray over the yarn before I crochet it. I then crochet the prayer square, takes me about 20 minutes, um, praying for the person who's going to receive it. These prayer squares have gone lots of different places. I, I'd love to tell you one story. Um, a couple of years ago, a friend of mine asked for some prayer squares and I sent them to her, it was during COVID. And then she was prompted by the Holy Spirit to, to send a prayer square to um, a lady in a nursing home. And so she did that. Little did she know that the lady was actually having a lot of abdominal cramps at, the moment, at that time. And the lady in the nursing home actually prayed out one morning for God to give her some sign that he still was with her and still loved her because she was in so much pain. And just as she finished that prayer, there was a knock at her door and the receptionist came in with the daily mail. And in that mail was the prayer square. I've made over 1,500 and given away over 1,500 prayer squares now. And I think it's really the Holy, the Holy Spirit and God's work, and I just do the crocheting. And so if you ever need a prayer square to give to somebody else or to have one to hold and as a daily reminder that God's with us, just let me know. Thanks to Jeanette. She continues to pray for all the people that the prayer squares have gone out to. It's beautiful. I wonder who you are already being that God has dreamt up in you. I wonder what you're already doing that God has prompted in you. I wonder what is to come for each of us. God has long used our imaginations so that we can know him and relate to him, so that we know how to pray, so that we know the dream that he has for who we will be and what we will do. And he has long used our imaginations, lastly, to give us hope. There are so many beautiful examples in the Bible of um, imagery, metaphor, imaginings, looking to our future hope. Here is just one of them that comes from Revelation, which is the very last book in the Bible. And it says this. 
Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. What a comfort this is for us. A comfort when ones we love pass away. When we are sick, when we are aging, it is a beautiful comfort But also he can give us hope in the now as well. When the planting team of New Community, we gathered for about six months before uh, we started actually opening up. And in late May of that year, uh, we went away on a retreat and we spent time together. And as part of that, we asked each other, well, how can we pray for each other? And we went around and asked each other. And um, Phil and I shared that we'd been trying to have children for a few years at that stage, and it wasn't working. It wasn't happening, so could they pray for that? And um, Alan, who was part of that group and is still part of our community, felt incredibly, um, he describes it as being overwhelmed by the whole by the Holy Spirit, overcome by the Holy Spirit. And he had this very clear sensing that by that time next year, we would have um, a baby in arms. We had two, in fact, but um, we would have a baby in arms. But he carried beautifully that hope with us through that time. And I've had such an incredible privilege down through these 21 years to see so many people carry hope for other people that they've maybe sent something for them, pictured something for them, imagined something for them, that God has placed these thoughts in them and they've been able to walk beside them through days, years sometimes, carrying that hope for them. It's been beautiful. God has long since used our imaginations to help us to know him and relate to him so that we can pray so that we know who is it that I'm meant to be, what is it that I'm meant to do, so that I can have hope in life that enables me to persevere and have joy and peace too. So we're going to take some time as we've thought about our imagination and how God can use it and looking back particularly. We're going to take some time to look forward maybe into the next 21 years, maybe just into the next few weeks. So I'm going to ask um, the band to come up, if you will. Thank you. So we're going to take this time of pausing and we're going to allow God to paint pictures in our imaginations. Now you may well be here and you go, hang on a minute, I don't even know if God is real. Are you going to make me sit and try and listen and see what he might imagine in me? You don't have to do that. You're most welcome to just sit and listen to the music. Or you might say, like that woman who cried out that Jeanette was talking about in that thing, are you real? I'm in so much pain, are you real? So you might want to, in this time that we're going to have, actually go, all right, God, I don't know if you're real, but if you are, will you please reveal yourself to me? Show me that you are real. 
I find it really helpful when I'm asking God to use my imagination to close my eyes. You don't have to do that if you're not comfortable with that. But I find it helpful uh, because then I'm shutting out um, all that's around me. It may be what you then sense is a picture, um, like a video picture. It might be a verse from the Bible pops into your mind. It might be a sensing of something. It might be nothing at all, which is completely okay too. But whatever pops into your mind, we would love you. We've put post-it notes all through. We'd love to record what it is that you sense. I've got some particular questions that I'm going to um, ask, get you to ask, but you don't have to do that. So there's some questions that we're going to look at. But if you go, I know exactly what I want to ask God about for the future, then please do that. If you're visiting with us and you're actually part of another church community, you are most welcome to actually ask these exact questions of your own church community as well. So here are the questions that I would um, encourage us to be asking uh, God. NC is new community, just <laughs> so we're sure. So the first question is, as new community moves into the future, God, who do you say that you are? We're not going to do it yet. <laughs> um, we're going to have some time of quiet to do that. So God, who do you say we, um, you are? So in your mind, just quietly be asking that question and see what comes, what stirs up, what pops into your mind. Um, it may be an image of God as a king or as a mother hen, one of the other things we've talked about, or something completely different. I often find it quite helpful to then ask some more questions. Well, what does that mean? That doesn't make sense, God. What else do you want to show me? Oh, I don't like that one. Can I have another picture, please? All sorts of conversations. <laughs> can go on in the quiet of your mind as you're talking to God. He is so good and kind and speaks to us. The next question is, God, how can I pray for new community in the future? And just see what you sense from that and then jot that down too. You should have at least four post-it notes. You can write it all on one or spread it out through as you go through. The next question, God, what do you want me to be or what do you want me to do as part of the new community family? And you might really just have peace about all the things you already do. Or it might be there's a new thought, a new idea um, that comes, that you find inside of you at that moment. It might be a really concrete idea, like Jeanette's about the prayer square, or about painting, or um, making meals for people. Or it might be an impression like, I'm calling you to be like a mother hen in this community, and to wrap people under your arms, that they will find safe place there. Or something a bit more sort of concepty instead. And the last one, what hope can we hold on to for new community into the future and see what pops up? Maybe, though, you're sitting here this morning and life is incredibly tough for you at the moment. And you may say, actually, I can't even begin to imagine for new community because life is too hard for me at the moment. Then can I encourage you in this time of quiet just to imagine yourself taking your concerns off. I always imagine them on my shoulders. Taking your concerns off and just placing them at the foot of Jesus and just saying, Jesus, this is all I've got for you today. Is there anything you want to say to me? Anything you want to show to me? And if that's your whole time, please do that instead if you need to do that. So I'm going to pray and then we're going to be quiet for four minutes and there's going to be music in the background. And then I will pray at the end so you know when that four minutes finishes. Um, and so in this time, you might want to grab your post-it notes and your pen, um, look around you if you can't find them so you're ready to do that. Then I'm going to pray. We'll be quiet for four minutes 
and then I'll pray to close this time.